0: sheep dog nation welcome to another podcast episode i'm really excited to have you here as always today we have um a friend of mine i'm bringing back my miami cop nick jacobs and it's going to be it's going to be fun we're having him on it's going to be like um like i told you back in the uh back in the prior episode it's going to be like what it would be like in a patrol car with me and my Miami cop friend if we were just shooting the shit. So what we're going to be talking about today, though, is it's a pretty hot topic. And we're going to be talking about how not to lose yourself um, as as you've been a cop, like how not to lose yourself to the job. So, Nick, welcome. Hey, what's up? What's going on, brother? So we are talking about how to not lose yourself on the job. Why? Why are we talking about that?
1: This is a very interesting topic because I've gone through it and had to kind of reclaim myself. And it, I see it happen to a lot of officers because mm-hmm. what happens is that you want to be really good as a cop. And the only way to be really, really good as a cop is to jump in feet first. Mm-hmm. Well, jumping in feet first definitely has its repercussions and consequences to it. You know, you kind of lose relationships along the way. You lose yourself. You lose a lot of opportunities that can, you know, come over, over the time. And now you have to kind of figure out, okay, I need to separate myself from this and, and remember who I am at mm. the end of the day.
0: And like, what do you think like the biggest, okay. So like, what do you think that like most cops do? Like what's the first biggest mistake that they make? The first one out the gate. What do you think? They want,
1: they want to do everything, every single time, every single day. So, mm-hmm. like, they want to go from, they want to jump around from being in patrol. They want to spend, like, six months in patrol. All right, I did that. Like, you know, that, that goal's checked off. Now I want to do SWAT. Now I want to do canine. Now I want to be a detective. Now I want to mm-hmm. work homicide. So you got all these things. And, yes, it is very exciting, especially for a younger officer. Hell, I mean, I have 15 years on, and those kind of things are still exciting to me. But... You have to pace yourself. This is a marathon, not a race. I know a lot of people have ever seen the movie Colors Mm -hmm. and the whole speech when uh, I think Hodges is talking to Pac-Man and he tells him about the the young bull and the old bull. Yes. That is the best thing that you could ever say to a young cop. Yes. Hands down.
0: Yep. Sheepdog Nation, if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch that movie. We're not going to reiterate it on here, but <laughs> go watch that yeah. movie. Or you can even YouTube it, I guarantee. This gonna yeah, be- it's
1: on YouTube. It's on yeah, YouTube.
0: Yeah. Just go YouTube that. Movie Colors and what a what an old bull says to a young bull. Make sure Because go- that's what
1: the two characters are. So the main character, Hodges, he's actually a veteran cop in a gang unit. And yeah. Pac-Man who's, uh, I forgot his his name in the movie, but it's Sean Penn's character. And he's this brand new cop, you know, ready to go. He got the slick hair, ready to kick ass and take names. And Hodges is like, all right, yo, chill out.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm going to tell you this story here,
0: Mm -hmm. you know? And then
1: funny enough, he he tells it to another young cop that's in the same position as him years later.
0: Yep. And it's true too. Cause you know, we come out and we're, and you're so right. Like we're just ready to do it all, Ready, to, We're really ready to take on the world. And, and I think to some point though, like the Academy does that, like, I don't know about, I don't know about like the, those of you who have gone to a gentleman's college, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure you're a gentleman's Academy. I could call it that. You know, I don't, I don't know what that is like for you, but I know for me, cause um, you know, I, I did a live in Academy you know, they really did. They got you all fired up. Like by the time we came out of there after six months, I was like, I'm like ready to fucking go. I'm like, all right, let's do this thing. you know, You're ready to
1: jump through a wall. You're like, oh yes. yeah.
0: Fuck yeah. Finally,
1: let me out the gate.
0: Yeah. Like I was ready. I got, I didn't give a shit. I was like, I'm going to go do whatever they tell me to do. It's going to be great. And, um, and you know, and I got, I, I really was, I was, I lost myself and, and maybe you can talk about what you did too, Nick, but I can tell you for me, I would work twelve hour shifts, okay? So we work twelve hour shifts and I would be on FTO for twelve hours and then I'd get off my FTO at six PM and I'd go and ride with another officer until like ten. And I'm like, really? Like now looking back, I'm like really, really, like really You know you you know
1: what I, I you know what I usually say that it's like? It's like getting older and working out. So yeah, things yeah. that or or like or like partying when you're older, right? So when you're mm. a young when you you're a young guy or girl, right? You could turn up, you know, go all night, wake up in the next morning, go run, and then you're good, ready to go to work, right? Yeah. You try doing that at 35, that shit ain't happening. Yeah. So it's the same exact thing in your career. You have yeah. to pace yourself, you know. And the way you pace yourself is we're not really going for we're going for longevity here. We're not going for actual impact, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. So that's really really what needs to change and what you have to remember the older you get in this job and even even down to like your first like 5 years. I mean, I honestly believe your first 5 years, hell yeah. You should be fired up, you should be doing everything, learning everything, sticking to those old bulls and figuring out what they know because they're going to yes. be gone soon. They ain't going to be around forever. Yeah. So I stuck to those guys like a fly on shit cuz I too. wanted to know everything that they knew. I'm like, "Wait, So you did this back in the 80s and the 90s? (gasps) That was the crack era. Yo, I need to know that, bro. Mm -hmm. You know? So Mm -hmm. I did that. And it's kind of funny. Now, the younger officers kind of talk to me about that. And they're like, well, we don't really get along with the older guys, but we get along with you. And I'm like, and I always try to figure out why. And they're like, well, because you're approachable.
0: Mm.
1: They go, you're kind of a dick, but you're approachable. I'm like, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah, but I think I honestly like it didn't matter to me if like the veteran cops were approachable or not. I didn't care. I just I fucking was I just asked them so many questions anyways. I'm like, hey, hey, I just want to be like you. So can you show me or can I just ride with you or can I just like see it wasn't
1: like that when when I came on the job it totally wasn't like that. You could not even talk to like if it had more than two three hash marks, don't even talk to them
0: because they're gonna
1: tell you, oh hell no, what. Hell no. Mm-hmm. Look at you. Yo, kid, why are you speaking to me right now? Yeah, you but know? you've
0: always, were, you were you started out at NYPD and that's a huge department. So that's, yes, you know? because like that's yes. Not, in Maine, that's not it. Like my department's 30, 40, 50 strong, maybe, you know? So yes. so it was a little different dynamic, but huge yeah. Huge difference. Yeah. Huge difference. Even
1: here, even here in Miami, I mean, you know, we had a lot of like up North cops, so they still kind of had that attitude too. And I respected it. You know, I understood why they did it. It was, it wasn't because they hated you or anything like that, but they got to make sure that if they invest into you, you're worth it to them. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. You know, a lot of people have misconceptions about that. And Mm -hmm. all it is, is they go all right, why am I going to invest my time into you? Right. And my knowledge into you when you're going to just leave in two years. Mm -hmm. So you know what? Kiss my ass. I'm not going to, I'm not going to help you. You know, you figure it out on your own, but if you stick around now, I'm going to give you the keys to the castle. Mm. And that's what a lot of them did. You know, one of my, one of my best friends, I mean, he's going to retire uh, next year. You know, that guy, like he was awesome. You know, he, he's yeah. like, all right, I got to figure you out, kid. I want to help you out. And he mm. really did, you know? <laughs> so I learned, I learned a lot about dealing with people from him.
0: But do you think the, okay, absolutely. I Hands down, veteran cops, they're where it's at for the most part. I mean, there's something, you know, there's some things that we need to, not uh, take from some, you know, burnt out cop. Oh, of course.
1: I mean, listen, there's plenty, you know, you pick and choose, you know, who you see is, you know, legit or not. You can Absolutely. tell, you Absolutely. know, you can, you can tell after, you know, a couple, a couple of years, a couple of months, just watching them on crime scenes, watching yeah. them during like the most critical tasks can yeah. tell the kind of cop that they are.
0: For sure. For sure. You know, but what do you think? Do you think that you can look, do you think For the majority, this is just the majority, do you think the majority of like veteran cops, are they burnt out? Did they lose themselves to the job or do you think they got to figure it out?
1: No, they lost themselves to the job. Mm -hmm. And then the job, I think like Jay Dobbins said it in his last thing about how the job changes DNA. Mm -hmm. I absolutely agree with that. Yep. You know, because I know for sure that happened to me. So yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's now I'm in the part of like the salvaging what I still have of old Nick, but embracing, you know, veteran cop Nick and kind of blending them all together and making a decent person,
0: you know? So, oh, hands down. Absolutely. And and I had to do that a lot sooner in my career than obviously you because I got hurt. And so it was like, fuck, like, okay, I can no longer do this anymore. So what am I going to do? I, I kind of got to go be, I got to be a civilian again um, you know, part, I mean, I'm still obviously part-time cop, but part-time cops, in my opinion, is different than full-time cop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I said that yeah. in my blood, but you know, when you're not, when you're not 40, 50, 80 hours a week living it, it is, It you get, you get, it's, it's like this breath of fresh air almost like, because you're like, you know, I don't, I'm yeah. not, I'm not that all the time. And so I'm not
1: compounded by it, you know, yeah, that's yeah. the big one.
0: Absolutely. And so like, my thing is, is like, What do we tell these new guys? Like, why are, first off, Nick, why are we even having this conversation?
1: I think it's important to have this conversation because people, we don't want people to go down the same road Mm. that some of us did. Hell yeah. Because that's, that's the worst thing, you know, like what'd you really do? Like, I know in the last podcast I had, I talked about legacy. So this is all part of it. Yes. You know, this is just part two of, of how you establish your legacy. You know, you don't let people make the same mistakes that you did, you know, or the same missteps. So, this is how to have a successful career, you know, on and off the job and not really losing yourself. You know, I know a lot of younger officers, actually, I actually learned a lot from them because mm-hmm. they're, a lot of them are very good at this. They treat yep. it like a job.
0: Hands down. I think so, they're, they're better at it than the veteran
1: guys. I'm yeah. Yeah. They go hard. Like, listen, they'll go hard. They want to go kick indoors and stuff. Like one of my boys, Joey. He is the epitome of that. This guy will be out there fishing, shooting, hunting, doing all that. But then he's a badass cop. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, you figured it out.
0: You got to figure it out. He yeah. has
1: it figured out to the letter, you yes, know?
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And he, I think Joey has like maybe six years on the job. You know, I met him when he had like two years on. Did, was he
0: always like that? Or do you yeah. think that he have like this big like come to Jesus moment?
1: I don't know. You know what? I gotta ask him next time. I like. I'll probably text him when we're done here. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's he definitely has it figured out. You know, he has very good outside references. You know, he goes fishing. Like I said, he goes hunting. You know, he has little hobbies that he does. So he and
0: identifies then, other than a yes, cop. Yes.
1: Yes. So this is. He's is exactly what most guys need to be doing.
0: This is this is important, Sheepdog Nation, because. Um, so many of us we identify just as the cop, just as the police officer, just as the deputy sheriff, state trooper, probation officer, etc. But we don't we don't self identify in any other areas, or we lose all of that for some reason. And I think that that is it's cru- it's critical it's critical that we do not lose that. I think. I think we can lose, we lose so much of our lives we lose so much of ourselves and listen and here's the thing okay take it from somebody who's done it but take it from somebody who's also been around a lot of people who have lost themselves okay um to the job it is difficult to get yourself back i mean let's be real nick i mean we're you're going through it,
1: it, 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 it it's it takes everything you have because yes. now you've invested All of this time perfecting your craft. Like, yeah, look, Mm -hmm. I like you know. For how long do I go? I went shooting for an entire year. I think I talked about it recently in like the Sheepdog family. I shoot fifteen thousand rounds a year Mm -hmm. to get good at shooting at at a moderate level, maybe an elite level. Right? Mm -hmm. Doing doing classes all the time on my own time and dime. Doing like you know stuff like jujitsu to get ready for work. So mm-hmm. all those things are job related, you know? Yeah, it's a hobby or whatever, but they're still directly correlated to the job, yep. you know? And now I have to kind of reel back and separate myself and remember, okay, I'm doing this as a hobby, it's work related, but I still need to have outside things like dealing with my family because mm-hmm. I can't take away my time from them because it's only 24 hours in a day. Yep, Absolutely. So how do, you, how do you balance all those things, you know? Mm-hmm. That's that's the biggest thing, especially for veteran officers, you know, like balancing all the different things that you have and even, even new officers that have a family, you know, because yeah. they're thinking about it too. They're like, all right, well, you want me to do martial arts, which is hard. You want me to shoot, which is hard. You want me to know the law, which is actually pretty difficult and yeah. remember case law. And then you want me to be super mom or super dad.
0: Yeah. Something's got to give.
1: Something got to give.
0: Yep. And, and, and it can't, and a lot of times, a lot of times it's not going to be the thing that uh, they could get killed doing. Right. We don't want that. We don't want that. Right. So I know for like myself personally, you might, yeah, my, my personal life, my family, my relationships totally suffered because I was like, listen up, like I need, I need to train. Like I need to do all these things if I'm going to stay safe out on the road. But what I wasn't realizing and what I was taking for absolute granted was the time. I mean, I literally, for like three or four years, I don't really remember. There wasn't very many holidays that I made. There wasn't, you know, I didn't, I didn't spend a lot of time with my family at all and my friends. And like, you know, I would just, I was so involved with the job and like, same, I, I, yeah, same. yeah. So I,
1: I used to always give Christmas, before I had kids, I used to give Christmas and Thanksgiving off to the veteran office. Me
0: too. Yep. Me too. Because I'm
1: like, hey, listen, I don't need a bang in that day. I don't need to take that day because you have a family.
0: Yeah, so, exactly. Me too.
1: So I waited until I had kids and then I'm like, all right, now I'm gonna take that day. Mm-hmm. You know, I do that. I take days off all the time. I yeah. use up my vacation bank. Because mm-hmm. we I mean you work so hard. Most people just think they work off duties. They're working, you know, the paid details, they're doing overtime. I gotta do overtime today. Do I really want to do that? No, I don't. You know, right. but it gotta get we gotta get done. But now Because I did overtime this week, and next week I'm probably going to take a day off.
0: Yeah. You got to balance it. Balance is key. Balance is everything. And I think, honestly, you know, Sheepdog Nation, what you can take from this episode of what Nick and I are talking about is it really is balance. It's We're not telling you to not go all in at your job. We want you to. We definitely want you to. But what we're saying, too, at the same time is don't lose yourself to the job and forget about everything else don't forget about the people who helped get you to where you're at don't think about the people that stand in your corner when you come home at night when you come home in the morning because you just worked an overnight shift and 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 they're waiting up for you or you know what i mean they they're excited for you to come home and and they want to talk with you like don't snub them don't you know don't just be so thinking all about work and and it's hard like what we're talking about it's not easy it's not easy it is a it is hard but let me just tell you this even though it's hard do not let that be your excuse okay and don't use that as a crutch life is hard being a cop being a sheepdog that's hard too being married hard being a parent hard right like everything is hard you got to pick your own level of hard and you're going to you you need to decide what you're going to allow to like you know control your life and what you're going to control right you know that's 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 how I feel about it it's
1: it's very very hard I have to work constantly at it I don't have all the answers I don't even have a answer I'm just I'm kind of Leroy Jenkins in this shit
0: as mm-hmm. I do it
1: for yeah. real you know but you know it, it's in time it will it will help and it will you know come through and work
0: so what do you think if we had to give them some steps what would be some steps that we could give them? How to not lose yourself? Step one:
1: Write down. Have well, okay. Let me let me start over. I would say the first thing to do is have a good exercise regimen. Mm. Right, Why? because Why? exercising it, it, you know, it keeps you healthy. You know, if you're if you're not breathing all hard going up the stairs, you're gonna have a little easier life.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's
1: also some. It's a form of discipline. Yes. You you need to be very, very disciplined in things. So if you say, all right, listen, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 p.m. going to the gym, no matter what, no matter what, that's the first one. So now that's a hobby because now people that are at the gym, they're not cops. They're not first responders. They can be everything. They can be a chef, a lawyer. I mean, I look at my jujitsu class. I have, I I think I'm the only cop that really goes to my class. A lot of the other cops go to a couple of other courses, but, um, it's like, I have people that are nurses, doctors. I have one guy, he's like a, a famous, like, restaurateur. You know, I never even knew that. Like, he's like, this guy's like dating like a movie star. And I'm like, oh, I didn't even know that was you, bro. You
0: know? <laughs>
1: so you get introduced to kind of people like that. And those kind of people will keep you grounded. Yes. Not, not being around cops. Yes. We want to yes. be around each other. We want to support each other. But you also need another group of friends. Yes. Couldn't you agree totally more. do. You know? Because you have to get their outlook on life. And there's things that you forget as a cop that they will remind you of.
0: And like you also, this is such a great, this is such a good topic because like you also get the opportunity, Sheepdog Nation, to not identify as a cop in here, right? Because the truth is, is, well, I don't know about you guys. I can't speak for everybody, but I can tell you about me and my husband. So when we go in public and everybody, so what do you guys do? (laughs) You know, my husband will be like, I'm a dog trainer. Cause he is a canine handler. So he's like, hey, right. I'm a dog trainer, you know? And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm a, I'm a professor or whatever. And before that I was like, mm, yeah. So I'm an entrepreneur. Like I would just say something like that. Like, and it's, it's cool though, because then you get to, you get to, you come up with something. Oh, I work for the city. I work for the state and I fucking sell silver bracelets or whatever you want to say you do, right? Um, you know, you you get to stay grounded that way. Like you said, like you get to kind of fit in and it's not going to be the whole, oh, you're a cop, yeah, blah, blah, blah. No, no, like when you get to know them, you can say, hey, yeah, yeah, I'm a cop. But, and and you don't even have to skip that. Some people say that, but I just know you know, we're from small. Maine is very small. Everybody knows everybody. And so if I tell somebody I'm a cop, how it always fucking happens is somehow- I got a ticket. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> or, or. Oh, I want to be a cop, or I wanted to be a cop, but I couldn't. You know, I, didn't... I took the
1: test because my mama got yeah. sick, and then I couldn't. I couldn't do it because yeah. you know I'd rather do corrections.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or,
1: or I'd rather be a dog trainer.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, something. I'm like, damn. You know, so you get to skip all that, and like, like you said, being around normal people. But let me just say this: I love that you said about like Brazilian jiu-jitsu, and you use that as an example. But like. Sheep Nation, find other good hobbies like for you as well. Like, maybe that is it. And Nick and I, you know, we really both of us have got on you guys a lot about training. We both want you guys to train. But here's the deal is that, um, That you know you could find that you could go and like maybe you like to shoot ski or maybe you like to go take like a cooking class or go be
1: in the red hat society. I don't care.
0: Yeah, something because like yeah, but just find like be around other good productive people and you won't and you won't get that like oh he's a shit bag she's a shit bag I can't be around them you know what I mean if you go and you find something that. productive people are doing go be a part of it like like nick just said like that is
1: the biggest thing i go we'll like for my jujitsu folks you know we go out there we'll we'll go have a pool party at my house or something or we'll go watch a ufc fight together i think this weekend everyone's going uh the in fort lauderdale there's a big ufc fight that's finally happening here and everyone's going they got box seats and they're all going and you know um... it's going to be an awesome time You know, I mean, you're not gonna, you're not gonna ever do that. I mean, most police events, what is it like a golfing thing or something? Okay, Mm, yip the yippee, you know. But now Mm. we're gonna go watch a fight. This is awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's cool and it's awesome, and you get to be around people that like are good people. And I think I think that that's like one of the reasons like we all kind of shut ourselves off, right? I know I can't speak for everybody, but I can speak for myself. Is I'm like, okay, I'll just live in my you know my house with all my land, and I'll just stay on my land, and that way I know, you know, all these shit bags are not going to bother me. I don't need to deal with people who are you know who are just no good because, unfortunately, you know, in police work we we get this skewed vision of like that's what everybody is. We, we think that everybody is, you know, the people we've arrested because those are the only kinds of people we interact with on a daily basis. But the truth is, is that's not what society really is. And I can say that now that I've been, you know, out of the job full time for a while, I've been able to take a step back and be like, okay, (laughs) like not everybody is out to kill me. And not everybody is really bad. Actually, there's some really good people. There's a lot of really good people, you know?
1: I force myself to take a step back. I force myself to introduce myself to other people that are not cops. Yeah, hey, it's powerful. I do it on, it's very, very powerful. You need to do it. You need to have that stable group of people that that do that. Because if you don't, it's gonna be a bad look for you.
0: Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And
1: that's how and that's how really how you preserve yourself is Hands doing down. that.
0: I couldn't agree more. So, what's step two, Nick? So, step one is we we do exercise. Step so, two.
1: exercise regimen slash social skills. You know, number two is just have a plan. And say, okay, listen, when I'm at work, I'm at work. Right? if I have to do something work related, you you have to compartmentalize it. Yeah, is what is what I would say. Step two is so you have to compartmentalize anything job related in in job tasks. Yeah. After that, I would say, you know. Make sure you're maintaining good relationships with people. You know, it's kind of ties into number one, but That's okay. you know, maintaining good relationships with people and not kind of getting caught up. Oh, this this is the other the the big one. Not getting caught up in social media. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So so you can you can be part of all these police pages, right? I mean, there's tons of them. I'm not going to mention all of them, but yeah. there's tons of them. And yeah. all it is is a big ass circle jerk of people saying the same shit. Yeah. So then now you're going to have an emotional response to it mm-hmm. because someone's going to troll and they're going to say something. You're going to get fired up about it and then you're going to lose your shit. And now you're boom, back right where you needed to, to Yeah. So mm-hmm. you have to maintain your social media and kind of tone it down yeah. and don't have all this cop stuff on your social media. I had to clear out what I did for 2019 was it was actually I wrote it down as one of my, my New Year's uh, resolutions. I think I'm only part of like three
0: mm-hmm.
1: police-related groups right now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I had like 20. Yeah. So now I'm just like, all right, I only limit them because these people are positive. They have something positive to say. They're not just going to you know, post up clickbait the whole damn time and get all fired up and, and say this and that. I don't yep. need that in my life. I already yep. hear it enough. I don't need that anymore because that really will affect your mood.
0: Hands down you know, and a good example of this is the sheepdog family that yeah. you are a part of, but uh, Sheepdog Nation, you can click the link below. You can read about it. It's my group. Um, anyway, so I think that's really good. I think that's really good advice. And, it, but again, that's helping. It's just teaching officers to separate We just need to separate. It's it's the separation. Nick is like literally giving us step by step on how to separate, and I think we just need to become more aware that we do need to separate things um, in our minds and in our lives. Um, You know, get this kind of goes along with find some hobbies, find something that you like. You know, I know an officer. um, He's not too far away from. Um, retirement and i've talked about this before but he blows my mind with how humble he is and um i happen to know that he's actually he blew my mind with this because he he's actually looking he's he's got a hobby and he's into soap making and i yeah and i loved this like he's like wicked into like i don't want to put like disgusting shit on my body and my family's body like i want to know what i'm washing my body with and like and i was like you know what you know what I love so much, Nick, is that this guy is actually, he's an avid CrossFitter. He's always in really good shape. He's somebody who I lean on and I send other people to, to be like, Hey, okay. Fitness question. What do you think about this? And, he, and he'll answer it. And so I totally thought when we were talking, like, what are you going to do when you're tired? Like, what, how are you going to start building your side hustle? I totally thought he was going to be like, yeah, I'm going to be a personal trainer or I'm going to open up a gym or I'm going to do this thing. And he, and he totally blew my mind and I love it. And I think, that because he has this hobby that is so nothing to do with the job, it keeps him so fucking grounded. You know, he's just so grounded. He's like, yeah, I spent, you know, I spent some time before I go to bed instead of looking at social media, I'll maybe Pinterest a little bit about books or I'll read a book or I'll whatever, whatever. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, It it works. It works. It totally works. So I think that everybody definitely needs to, uh, you know, definitely needs to be looking into seeing what you can do seeing like what you're interested in like maybe you're like maybe you like to build things or paint things or you know who knows interior decorating hey hey you know from so my mm-hmm.
1: funny story talking about interior decorating and stuff my dad is a literal hippie right mm-hmm. so when I went away to college he gave me a bonsai tree to take care of <laughs> right? That's so, that's right? So he would give me stuff like that or he would go take me to the park and I would have to go paint, you know, stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah. You know what's funny? At 36, I find myself doing that now. Yep. So mm-hmm. I grab my kids and I'm like, yo, come over here and paint this. They're like, why, dad? I'm like, trust me, it's going to help.
0: Yep. Yep. You I know? love that. I love that. I think we could all learn a lot from hippies. I don't care what they say. My parents. Oh, yeah. Are, my parents are a couple of hippies too. <laughs> and I love it. Yeah. T- i'm totally, totally turning into my mom I'm like what yeah. like i'm meditating like all the time and doing like all this crazy shit smudging my house clearing my house and my husband's like oh my god you are your mother i'm like i know yeah I know. like i'm I
1: like a like my thing to do like when i get upset i start cleaning mm-hmm. <laughs> so like my, my kids hate it i'm like listen if these easter eggs are on the floor again or that grass is on the mm-hmm. floor we're gonna have problems yeah you know, you're gonna so be doing
0: push-ups him... in your bed, kid. <laughs>
1: right. So I make them I make them do all that stuff. I'm like, trust me, years later, this is gonna help, guys.
0: Yep. You know, yep. absolutely. So, yeah. So, so
1: I, I would tell you decluttering, this is how you like, you know, all in all what we're talking about today is decluttering your life mm. when you become a police officer. Yep. I remember um I had a uh, interview, like an interview prep class. Uh going for getting ready to go to the airlines because, uh, you know, as some people know, I'm actually learning how to be a pilot right now. Yeah, just bad so, Yes. Yeah, so I have to actually change over a little bit of my skills, my soft skills that I have as a police officer and bring them into the, the aviation field. Mm-hmm. So one of the interviewers who's a chief pilot, I think for United airlines or something like that, he was talking to me and he said, when you tell, when you say what your job is, when somebody asks you, what do you do for work? What are you gonna say, Nick? Oh, I'm a cop. Okay. He goes, right then and there. Stop. No, what you need to say is you work as a police officer. Yes. And I go, what the hell's the difference? Yeah. And he goes, listen to how you said it. You said that you you self-identify with being a police officer. That's all yeah. that you do.
0: Yeah.
1: Versus that you're that's your occupation. Mm-hmm. He goes, mm-hmm. I go, so how do you answer? And he goes, Well, I say that I work as a commercial airline pilot and i go damn bro that like, that was like mind blowing to me
0: well nick it's so funny that you're bringing this up because this is that's word for word what uh, dr kevin gilmartin in his book emotional survival he uses that exact example as a pilot so i wonder if he went through like the same situation you did <laughs> maybe he Maybe? literally says with a commercial like with a pilot and stuff yeah that's what he always says he goes pilots don't walk around and say oh yeah i'm i'm a pilot they always say i work as a pilot so why yes. do cops walk around and say yeah i'm a cop i'm a cop i'm a cop and like and it is like i think we just we just literally become so consumed you know and and listen Sheepdog Nation, i'm just going to be real with you it's not like all of your fault like, and i don't want you guys to think that you know this totally is definitely isn't. No, no, no. And it's definitely this, we're not shitting on anybody because hell me and Nick, we've both, we've, we're, you know, like Nick said, we both are still like picking ourselves out from this and being like, okay, I'm still, you know, I, you know, I'm not just a cop or whatever, you know? Um, but, but the, the, the important thing here is to remember in, and to understand is that it is not just your fault. A lot of the ways that the agencies are set up and, you know, the resources we, you know, our country as a whole, just doesn't have a lot of resources for law enforcement. Like we just aren't allocated all those resources. And so, um, you know, they, that we should have more police officers. I know the state of Maine literally probably has the exact same amount of cops as like, like the entire state has like, let, way less than like what's in the NYPD <laughs> like yeah the, i think the NYPD entire now is like
1: 41,000 i think
0: oh my god yeah no 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 we, <laughs> we don't have that
1: many and it's still <laughs> not enough that's the crazy part
0: <laughs> like the let me just give it to you this way the main state police okay the main state police only has like 325
1: I think I have that many in my department. <laughs> right,
0: right. So I mean, it's just we just need more resources, you know. And so as a, as a whole, as and as an agency, and because we don't have that, obviously, we're working all the time. You know, they're trying to fill in the gaps. We're getting ordered in. We're getting ordered over, and it and it is easy to find yourself in that downward spiral. But the best thing in the most successful police officers really do they're able to split they're able to compartmentalize like nick said they're they're able to take the steps that we talked about you know you develop you develop a you know a um, a workout get yourself disciplined in working out and doing something for you um you know and, and nick said go to the gym but I, and i fully agree but i'm going to tell you this because i'm going to leave no excuses for any one of you if you can't go to the gym Go for a run. You can't go for a run. You take 20 minutes and you do a HIIT workout in your house. Uh, you know, and do it every day. Do it five days a week. Do it three do days. Do stretching.
1: Do yoga. I mean, like you Whatever. can do stretching in your house.
0: And you, yeah, you do yoga. you're wearing a
1: gun belt all day. You're wearing a 35-pound yeah. gun belt all day. You think that's not going to help? Like, it's not going to hurt you?
0: No, you it's awful life. for you. Awful. It's horrible. Awful.
1: You know, not everybody has exterior vest. That shit hurts.
0: Yep. Yeah. You know. Fuck yeah. Well, that's what messes me up and you yep. definitely stretch stretch your hips you stretch your lower back get a foam roller roll you know you can do this is yoga with adrian actually i don't even know who she is but i've been doing youtube i've been doing it for the last couple of years you just go uh, youtube yoga with adrian and she's actually i like her a lot and she does 50, she's got 15 minute like yoga classes right on youtube for free go do that every day i do,
1: I do that i do yoga for bjj like that's like awesome oh, cool one of this my buddies, Mike, turned me on to it. It was, it was great. And it's not just for jiu-jitsu people. It just happened to be that some of the movements are specific to it. But
0: That's it's cool. yoga
1: in general, and it's really,
0: really good. That's cool. I like that. So you don't have an excuse. So every day you've got to be doing something for yourself because it's going to simulate your mind, and it's going to, kind of, it's going to disrupt that pattern of work, 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 right? Like, I've got all this shit to do and on all that stuff. You know, the next step is definitely getting yourself a hobby, The next step is really focusing on, um, like you know, Nick had said, like compartmentalizing, understanding that like you 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 know things need to go different places, and that's just the way that it is. Like your mind needs to be someplace, and then you know when you're at work, and then when you're home, it needs to be different. the The fourth step is you need to be paying attention and be cognizant of your relationships and what you bring to the table in those relationships, and don't forget that. Okay. Do not forget that. Like what you bring to the table in those relationships are not that you are a cop. That is just what you do for work. Like Nick just underlined for us. He, mm-hmm. you, know, you, you work as a cop. That is not what you bring to the fucking table in your relationships. Do not forget who you are underneath the, you know, the gun and the badge. And I think that's so important. And then the fifth step is social media. Like, I really want to talk about this real quick, the decluttering of your mind you know, I want to just kind of underline underscore exclamation mark. This is it is so easy. And I know because I've got, if I'm just being so honest with you guys and like, I am always like, I, it's so easy for me to get caught up. I get so caught up even on Instagram. Like I don't even pay attention to Facebook anymore, but even on Instagram, because that's all I see. That's all I see is like people in uniform and all, you know, just all this stuff. Cops are this or cops are that. And I work out and I do this and I do that. And I'm like, okay, but like, and like, and it just seems that, and believe me, okay. So if you're, if you're, tr- if you're trying to grow a following, if you're like me and you're in business and stuff, um, then you know that you obviously want to gain as much attraction as possible. So, but here's, this is this a sad reality, but don't, don't let it consume you is my advice. The sad reality is, is that you can post a picture of you out of uniform looking damn good, but it's not going to, it's going to get half as many likes as you look posting a picture of you in uniform looking fine you know what i mean it, it's just the way mm-hmm. that it is but don't but the advice is this is don't let that mind fuck you like just just keep going and keep separating and and you know what i'm saying like just keep doing you don't let social media get in your brain don't let trolls get in your brain i mean i get trolled i was just telling nick today i got trolled this morning like it's it's it happens it happens don't let that bring you down don't worry about it you Compart- like just push that shit to the side you know forget it i wouldn't even don't even hold on to it don't even compartmentalize that just forget about it and move on you, you know? have to
1: you have to because if you let people control you this is the thing right you don't even know these motherfuckers
0: that's right, <laughs> right? yeah you're
1: really letting someone that you don't know hate on you just or think about that for a minute you're yeah. letting them influence your mood yeah yes right and you, they don't even know you like, no. they don't even know they, they you can you could have a fake name my how do you know my name is nick jacobs you right. don't know that right? Right, right so you're gonna let somebody influence you come on you can't do that no you have to you have to put it aside
0: absolutely i couldn't agree more nick what else do you have to say if anything else you want to say to sheepdog nation before we let them go
1: no i just really want to say uh thank you to autumn she's been an awesome friend you know and um Really, really good influence and, you know, really does give a shit about other police officers and, you know, from besides their physical being, but their mental being, you know, and she really lets people be who they are. So it's a very good example to take, you know, I mean, yeah, she's not going to be a 20 year veteran, but do you really need to be a 20 year veteran to give some positive insight? I don't think so.
0: Thanks. So I I really,
1: really want to like, you know, tell people that and kind of show people that you can have a positive influence just by getting don't being stuck in that cop mindset but kind yeah. of branching out and and redeveloping yourself you know a lot of people need to do that and a lot of people need to understand what autumn is trying to do so i want to give you a props for that homie
0: thank you i appreciate it brother i really do yeah. sheepdog nation um if you If you liked this, if you liked this episode, what I want you to do is come on to Instagram, let Nick and I know. Um, Nick, how do people find you if they want to hang out with
1: you? Um, I'm on the gram, uh, no underscore autopilot.
0: Perfect. And it'll be, it'll be, be
1: yep. It'll be under there. there.
0: Yeah, it'll be in the show notes, Sheepdog Nation. But I'm going to be making a post about this uh, episode. If you liked it, come and let Nick and I know under the post. Let us know that you listened to it. I'd love to hear what your biggest takeaways were. Nick, as always, loved having you on. And I will be having you on again soon.
1: Oh, show. And that was another episode of Sheepdog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, Submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.